Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Thursday, June 22nd edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here as we get you going here on this Thursday. We'll be joined here in about 10 or so minutes by former Hedgesville Eagles baseball player and WVU transfer commit Kyle West as he's up in Green Bay. He just had his official visit to West Virginia on Tuesday, made his way back up to Green Bay and uh, played in, in a doubleheader yesterday for the Green Bay Rockers and continuing his great season up there. Uh, big trade coming down last night. Well, originally it happened last evening. And then the trade fell apart around 10.30. And then they had till 11.59 for Kyle, Chris Tapps Porzingis to opt in to be able to trade him. We'll break that down in the third segment. Uh, but uh, yesterday, we got word from downtown Hagerstown Baseball that there were five finalists for the names, the name of the new team. And when we first heard it, we were kind of, mind blown at these names i guess would be a word to say colin uh but i guess it's just atlantic league baseball the name trend in atlantic league yeah i'm not really a huge fan of any of the five options but the way you kind of see some minor league baseball teams some atlantic league frontier league going when it comes to mascots team names even if it's just a one-time thing or if they want to change it to their permanent name is these crazy outside of the box mix-ups that don't always make a lot of sense even though Hagerstown said they wanted it to kind of somehow some way tie into the community and these somewhat do in certain instances but still are very very wacky yeah you got the names there yes read them off to the public the battle swans the diesel dogs the Flying Boxcar, the Haymakers, and the Tin Lizards. None of those really jump out to me like, yeah, that's my, what I want Hagerstown Baseball to be known as. My pick here, Diesel Dogs, and you make the Diesel Dog a special in the concession stand. Yeah. I don't know I, what's I like on the Diesel idea. Dog. You make whatever kind of hot dog you want to make, but you call it the Diesel Dog and you sell it for like Go four or five bucks. Chili on there or something. It's a bacon, Gasoline. bacon wrap dog. Yeah. I don't know. Gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> Some gravy. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, I kind of like, yeah, I kind of like diesel dogs as well. Uh, or the what was the other one that you kind of like? The them? one that's slightly growing on me, just because it's a funny story, I guess, is the battle swans. I, I feel yeah. like it kind of just be a cool logo. I don't know what color concept Green. you could go with, but. Just because uh, the the reasoning behind it was that I guess there's apparently um, some aggressive swans in downtown Hagerstown at the uh, park that are not afraid to go after humans that come too close. So I feel like that's pretty funny. I mean, it just 
Battle Swans sounds like a fun nickname. Um, you know, I kind of like the wacky nicknames because I think it is minor league baseball. It's supposed to be kind of fun um, and have some wackiness to it. And if you go with like more of a generic nickname, then it's not, I guess, very memorable or, or stick out. Um, so if you have something that's kind of weird... Uh, I will tell you what, don't go to the downtown good. baseball Hagerstown Facebook page under uh, this post. Why? A lot of people, people not happy? There is not one positive comment here. It's because they wanted the hamsters. They knew. Hagerstown hamsters. There's a, there's some there's something happy. going here for the Hagerstown flying boxcars because that's a... that. Air, that jet, I guess, was built in Hagerstown back in the day, the C-119 from uh, Fairchild. Uh, but other than that, it's people, other name suggestions. Uh, somebody sarcastically said the, this, these names seem professionally generated. Um, yeah, not a lot of good here in this comments section. So I don't know where they're going to go with it. Obviously, I believe it's a fan vote, but... How much does that actually uh, work out in into their favor? I don't know. But you can go, I believe, on to uh, the Herald Mail and vote for the new team name. The polls open today. Um, my two would either be the Diesel Dogs or the Haymakers. Those are my top two. Okay. Haymakers, like, could be... Like the Barnstormers, the Haymakers, they're in the same Atlantic League, so. Rivalry. I, I don't know. It's just like that like that kind of name just sticks out to me. For Bale of hay with eyes and maybe some muscles, I guess, as the logo. Yeah. Maybe. It's like, I, I like how Haymakers kind of have that double meaning. It could also be like a Haymaker punch type deal. Yeah, that's so, where I was going yeah. with that. Uh, but if you do go on to the Herald Mail, the Hunt, or the uh, Hagerstown paper, I believe in the contest, if you you know just go into the contest, this is loading up here on the web page for me as it's taking a little while to load. I believe there's entries that you can win. Um, basically, you'll be able to win like tickets to the first game and, and things along those lines. Uh, so it'll be closed July 7th, but one overall winner will receive two season tickets for the inaugural season, a team jersey, a team cap for random entrance. will receive two tickets to opening night, a team jersey and a cap, and 10 random entrants will receive two tickets to opening night. Uh, you have until July 7th to uh, basically cast your vote here on this. Which, who are you voting for, Nick? Uh, diesel dogs. Diesel dogs. So we're yeah. two for diesel dogs. What do you I think vote for? Diesel dogs. I like it. All right, diesel dogs. There we go. Uh, moving on here. There's a great article yesterday posted in the Journal by Rick Kozlowski, the baseball player of the year in the EPAC, is uh, none other than Braylon Connor, who is still recovering from an injury that he suffered at the state tournament. You good over there, Nick? We're having some issues on vmix so our tv is out for some reason which i don't know why i'll try to reset it but uh we are now off facebook it appears as well so i'll try to get back on there i don't know what's going on exactly i don't know either that was maybe the internet flashed there for a minute because it did take me a little bit to get onto the sagerstown website here yeah it seems like we're having some sort of internet issue 
But uh, it appears um, that Braylon Connor has been named the Journal Baseball Player of the Year. Something that I did not know is that uh, he's a big battler as he battled through uh, cancer in his life. And, uh, you know, it's a great thing for him to be honored this way. And uh, hopefully he's able to come back this year in Legion Baseball. I know he's got a cast on his finger. Yeah, I hope he's able to play. Uh, I did know from Tripp that he had uh, gone through cancer as a kid. So, you know... Or as a younger kid, I guess. And, uh, you know, obviously a very tough player. You can kind of tell that he's got that extra chip on his shoulder, that he plays with a lot of heart. Um, you know, definitely an entertaining player to watch for Hedgesville this past season, one of the best players in the EPAC and well-deserving of this recognition from the journal um, with everything he was able to do at the plate this year. And he pitched pretty well for them and, um, good athlete too. He played football this season, caught a few touchdowns, had an unbelievable catch in that first game of the year against Washington. So, you know, really excited to see what Braylon does with the rest of his career and just a great story overall for the Eagles. Yeah, definitely a great story. And I'm looking to catch up with him at the next Legion baseball game, which hopefully will be next Wednesday as they take on a team from Pennsylvania next week, but uh, get the game got canceled the other night. But uh, that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix. We come back on the other side of this break. Hopefully we'll be back live on Facebook and we joined by uh, former Edgesville Eagle baseball player and now transfer from D2 to D1, Kyle West, as uh, he'll be on the phone with us after this two-minute break. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. By now. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above market trade in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. 
You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Unfortunately, we do not have Kyle West on the line as and we're only on the radio right now because our internet, our phone system, it, it's, uh, it's all down. So we can't do the pre-scheduled interview that we already had set up today. We just have bad luck. It always seems like is Mercury this happens and retrograde? at the most inconvenient times for us. Is Mercury in retrograde? I don't know. I, I'm just... I'm, this always happens. Uh, this is not what I need today on top of everything else that's going on right now. This always happens. So... Uh, is Mercury in retrograde? Because if it is, that's why our technology issues are are happening. Uh, but, Nick, let's uh, just move on to the next segment. Colin will rejoin us here momentarily. Uh, but a big trade happened last night in the NBA. Uh, well, actually, we thought it was going to be between two other teams, but apparently, it, it, or another team, but apparently the one team in there decided they didn't want uh, Brogdon uh, because of his injury issues. So that fell apart last night around 10, 10, 15. And then uh, the Wizards had about an hour and 45 minutes to uh, have Porzingis opt in to be traded to the Celtics if they could find a third team in the trade. Yeah, I think ultimately um, it kind of worked out better for Washington considering what they were originally supposed to get, just the 30th pick. And then they end up getting Tyus Jones, who's a young-ish point guard that showed some flashes last year with Memphis when John Morant was suspended, played pretty well. So, you know, maybe him taking over, presuming they're still able to move Chris Paul or buy him out, whatever the case may be. Um, for the Clippers, you know, now they are in a weird situation because apparently they're trying to trade Paul George to the Knicks. So, you know, the Paul George and Kawhi thing hasn't worked out. And then... So I don't really know why they'd be going after Brogdon anyway. Um, and for the Celtics, obviously they lose Marcus Smart, so it's a somewhat worse trade for them, but they somehow got two first-round picks. Uh, so I don't know how the Wizards didn't end up with really any picks for Porzingis except for pick number 35. Um, but, you know, obviously the Wizards were kind of in the situation where, hey, he's either going to accept a – I mean, it's essentially a no-trade clause with Porzingis in some ways because he can either say, hey, I don't want to go in this trade or I'll just decline my player option and then go become a free agent. So in some ways he had some control, I'm sure, uh, with the move. Um, And we know the Wizards were going to try to move him because they're not going to be competitive next year. So um, the Celtics, I think, though, work out pretty well. They get a big man that they needed. Um, you know, a very versatile player in Porzingis who I like a lot. I think if he's healthy, it's it's a good move. You give up Marcus Smart, but you know, Marcus Smart, while he is a long tenured Celtic, played a lot of years, played a lot of good seasons for them. Um, it just wasn't working with him, Tatum, and Brown. So I think you needed to try something different, and we'll see if this works out. Your thoughts on the trade, Colin, as a Celtics fan? As a initi- Celtics fan, well, here we'll start this back out. The original three-team trade, uh, what did you think about the original three-team trade? The original three-team trade I loved. 
because you're still getting Porzingis, Brogdon, who has had the injuries, which is why that trade fell through. And I thought the Celtics were coming out really well in that first trade. And then I thought it was basically done. I was in a great mood. Brad Stevens, I was cheering on, happy that he just added a really big piece for the Celtics to go along with their big three of Brown, Tatum, and Smart. And now that fell through, and the next trade comes around. I woke up this morning, saw you sent it to us, and Marcus Smart has been traded. And it's just shocking because of, as Nick said, he's been there for a decade. He's not always been, I guess, the best player, and I know I've been hard on him with shot selection, but he's still a guy that brings the intensity. He's a great defensive player. He's the point guard, brings the ball up and down the floor for Boston. He's truly when it comes to his intensity it i feel like leads the team in that to get them to be as intense as he is and to play as hard as they should as a team so losing him because of his tenure and just being a celtic you thought he'd be a celtic for longer and not be anywhere else but still wish him best and still happy that porzingis is now a celtic and if i'm a wizards fan i i'm really happy because as you mentioned, it, it's the tank now, right? You want them to tank as bad as possible, make this season horrible, have the best odds for next year's lottery, because guess who comes around next year? I saw this on Twitter earlier. So I, I just did like- too, and it's a great point, though. You yeah. want the Wizards to tank now because Bronny Jr. is in next year's draft. You get that number one pick. pick. You, you want Bronny? And you want LeBron? That's your way how. He's not going to be the number one pick, I don't think. Because I don't think he's worth the number one pick in the draft. He is if you get LeBron. 30, 40 for how many LeBron years? For one year. Been Still there, one been year. There, the that, best chance that the Wizards has had <laughs> You're right. three decades. Been there, done that. Um, I Unless Bronny is amazing at USC and plays better than people are projecting, I don't think it's worth it for Washington to get one year. And I don't think LeBron necessarily will come to D.C. Uh, so He'll go wherever his son goes. Supposedly, right? But he might not even come back next year for all we know. He's going to play with the son at least one season. That's what he said originally, but things change with that man quite often. I don't think that will. We'll see. But um, Here. I think overall for the Celtics, if Brogdon's healthy, uh, I think he's a better player than Smart anyway. They could move Brogdon for some depth. Uh, they did give up Gallinari and Muscula in this trade, too. They're going to Washington. so Those are just depth guys to fill out the roster, yeah, essentially. Yeah, just, just role players, nothing too significant. But I thought Gallo would have been pretty good for the Celtics if he didn't end up having that injury last year. But uh, Nick, your thoughts here as a Wizards fan? Uh, you know, I'm not a huge, I'm not as big of a Wizards fan as you are. You're not as big as a Caps. You're not a hockey guy like I'm a Caps guy. Right. So everything I've been seeing on Twitter is people one are confused, and two, they're like, "This is what we've wanted for years to actually blow it up and start all over again." They're not getting the picks that they that you'd think they would have gotten in return. But they're they're actually blowing it up. Yeah, I think it's it's mixed emotions if you're a Wizards fan because you're happy that this team is headed in some sort of direction toward that rebuild. But the fact that you traded your two best players and couldn't get one first round pick is you know disappointing. So 
Um, from that perspective, I understand you know being frustrated, but I think in both of these scenarios, the players were in control. Bradley Beal had the no trade clause. Um, Porzingis had the option. If I, if Porzingis decides I don't want to go to Boston or I don't want to go wherever you're trading me, I can just opt out, sign somewhere else, get probably not more money this year, but get more money long term, and all of that could have made more sense for KP. But since he's going to a team like the Celtics that are a championship contender, you know he's willing to, uh, you know, opt in and, and accept this trade. So I think with the scenarios that were given to the Wizards, where they or to this new front office, I should say, where a player has a no trade clause and a player has to opt in for a trade to go through, you really didn't have too much, too many options out there. They send them to Boston, they get what they can. And it's better than him opting out and you get nothing. So, you know, now there's potentially a market for Chris Paul, too, with the trade falling apart originally. Maybe uh, a team like the Clippers, still, if they still want to win and compete, maybe they do go after Chris Paul. So, we'll see. All right. Well, I think we've at least for now fixed our phone issue. So, what we'll do right now is we'll step aside for a two-minute break segment sponsored in part by our Orsini's home store not just blind store any longer cabinets and designer bedding outdoor living you can get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com we come back we'll be joined hopefully on the phone by Kyle West former Edgesville baseball player now going from D2 to D1 to play at West Virginia you're tuned in the sports mix on talk radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes you're right best I can smell it. Hickory. I'm gonna watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Have you been smoking? Uh. I can smell it. Hickory. I'm gonna watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Little League Baseball is back on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Be in the winter. 2 Hutchinson lifts this one to deep left field. It's out of here. It's a grand slam for Hutchinson. And Jefferson leads at 7 0. Join us for the area and district tournaments. The area tournament is June 23rd through the 27th. And the district tournament is July 1st through the 2nd. On your Eastern Panhandle Sports Leader, Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. 
Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR. And Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. And we're now joined on the phone line by Kyle West, former Edgesville baseball player, and he's now committed to West Virginia. But he's uh, up in the up in Green Bay for the summer this year to play for the Green Bay Rockers. Uh, Kyle, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're doing well. What's the last couple of weeks been like for you? Because I know it's been crazy busy. Yeah, no, it's. It's been very hectic. I mean, for the past two weeks, my phone hasn't stopped ringing. Uh, but now that that's over, my commitment's over, uh, things are starting to slow down a little bit. That's kind of nice. Hey, Kyle, this is Nick Verzellini. Congratulations on uh, the commitment to WVU. Where do you see yourself fitting in on this uh, talented Mountaineers team? Um. That that's still up in the air. Uh, just, I just went on my visit yesterday, so they kind of mapped that out for me. And uh, it's more or less I'm going to try every position. Not necessarily that, but like they're going to find the best place for me to fit. Like I I don't know where I'm personally going to fit, but they're going to try and set me up to give the Mountaineers the most success, and for me to ultimately have success playing for the Mountaineers. Kyle, Colin McLaughlin here. Congratulations on your continued uh, career going Division One. now. It's a great accomplishment for you, and hopefully you uh, get to continue being a successful player and that your career continues to go. My question for you, we've talked to Tyson Bajant before as he went into the transfer portal, decided to stay at Shepard, so we got the football perspective. We talked with Abby Beeman when she transferred from Shepard to Marshall so we got the basketball perspective I want to now get that baseball perspective how hectic is the transfer portal how busy I know you said your phone blew up for the past two weeks but I guess what was it truly like being a transfer and how crazy it all was yeah no it's uh it's actually very incredible because having those those couple seasons I had with Charleston kind of kind of set me up to be very successful in the transfer portal. So having having the Power 5 schools and the upper mid-major schools reach out to me is just a surreal feeling. Like I didn't get that out of high school because of COVID and everything was so hectic during that time. So being able to truly feel what it's like to be recruited and have that sense of feeling wanted by other teams, is it's, it's privileging. And uh it just feels good to put myself in this position. And you talk a little bit there about going to Charleston. What kind of what the, was that experience like for you? I mean, you had two standout seasons there uh, for Charleston. You know, this season just phenomenal numbers, uh, and you know, you're able also not only to hit, you fielded well, and you also stole some bases for them. What kind of was that uh, experience like for you playing at the D2 level in what seems to be a pretty competitive baseball conference? No, it it really is competitive. Um, it's just being consistent throughout the whole year. Um, I talked to our hitting coach, and the one thing that we stress is to be able to put the most repeatable approach possible into play and to be able to do that day in and day out. And 
it eventually led up to me having the success that I was able to have for two years. Was WVU always, I guess, uh, a dream of yours to play for the Mountaineers? Um, yeah, ever since uh, I knew what college baseball was about, uh, playing in, playing youth, uh, that, was a, that was a spot to play. Uh, even if it was a consolation game at 8 a.m. and a tournament, or it was the championship game and you were getting ready to gear up for your fourth game of the day, like it didn't matter what time of day you were playing there, that, that atmosphere was always good and uh, – that's when I finally got the concept of what college baseball was about. And ever since then, I've just always wanted to be uh, a Mountaineer. Kyle, a little bit after you entered the transfer portal, it was announced that Robbie Britt, the coach at Charleston, was leaving. Uh, did you know that, I guess, before going into the transfer portal to make maybe the decision to transfer more of, I guess, your decision? Or did you not know that and the decision was already made that that was the route that you were going to take no matter what? No, that, that I went in blind. Like, I had no clue that he was deciding to leave. didn't know that he even – was applying for a job but i credit to him he's able to take a step up like myself to a division one program but no i i had no clue i was just going with my gut and uh wanting to put myself in the best position to be the best possible player and person challenge myself and be able to put myself in the best position to further myself in a professional career and Kyle, I want to take you kind of back to, you know, thinking about Hedgesville a little bit. It seems like the last couple of seasons, uh, you know, not only just the players coming out of Hedgesville, but the success on the baseball diamond during high school season. Uh, you obviously watch from afar this year and the last couple of years. But, uh, you know, just that program, you know, you, you, you talk about yourself, Chase DeLauder, just a couple of guys that are, you know, one is in professional baseball now and you are going to the Division One level because you have have strides of getting to professional baseball what is that what was that coming up through that program like um it's it's incredible honestly i uh just being able to have the work that coach grove and coach brown put into us is just unbelievable i mean that that's where it all started honestly going there and then building a great foundation for me to turn me into turn me into a better man and help mold my personality i mean that they set the groundwork there and that they just started taking off from there kyle uh the eastern panhandle arguably baseball is the uh premier sport how do you think your success and uh obviously chase the water and some other guys that have came out of this area will help bring more college attention uh, to guys when they're coming out of high school? Uh, I think it's it's very, very well, very good that we are we're getting these opportunities because now it, it opens up opportunities for, for kids who gain the same accolades and have the same potential as us. It just opens up more scouting, and then it makes people want to say that they've come from there maybe there's more up there that no one knows about and so it just opens up a lot more opportunities for other guys who don't have very many opportunities because it's hard enough to make it out of west virginia and i've i've experienced that firsthand like it's it's a grind and you gotta do whatever in your power to get you out of here but us 
being able to accomplish the things we accomplished or making it just a hair bit easier for for guys to get these uh, opportunities. Kyle, if you're uh, willing to share, who were some of the other colleges that were offering you and why did you, I guess, ultimately choose WVU over them? So I, I only had two really big offers. The one was from West Virginia, and then my other one is from the University of Maryland. I mean, the offer from WVU was, was incredible. I just couldn't pass it up. But uh, talking with Maryland, they just had a coaching change, and that didn't necessarily affect my decision, but I, I took everything into account as far as experience, um, player development, from facilities to where I felt I would see myself and where ultimately my where I felt like I needed to be, and I, that's hands-bound Western University. I, so I just took my visit, and it was everything I could have imagined and then just a little bit more sprinkled on top. So I couldn't ask for a better opportunity in front of me. Last one here for you, Kyle. This summer you're up in the Northwood Leagues with the Green Bay Rockers, uh, doing pretty well for yourself, you know, having a few home runs, you know, leading the t- – or, you know, up there in RBIs. You missed a couple games, obviously, coming down to for your visit. Uh, what's playing up there been like? And, I, you know, looking at the roster, I believe you have former, now former college teammate on there with you. What's that experience been like? No, it's by far one of the best baseball experiences I personally have ever had uh, – the fan support here is unreal. Like when I bleached my hair for our our conference championship at Charleston, it was still bleached when I got here, and all the fans ate it up. Like they they loved it, and uh, just just that support from the fans has been incredible. It's this great fan base uh, playing against guys who also want to compete at a high level day in and day out every night. You know you're going to get somebody who wants to compete and and work their tail off to beat you so it's just just the ultimate one-on-one between us and the, and the pitcher and that's what I lived for when I came here it's what I was looking for and just it's, it's everything I expected it to be Kyle West our guest former Hedgesville baseball player now going to play at West Virginia thanks for the time and uh, best of luck the rest of the summer and your collegiate career at West Virginia thank you guys I appreciate it Thank you. That was, again, Kyle West, former Hedgesville baseball player. Now he's going to West Virginia. This is a big step up for a guy that uh, obviously COVID affected his recruiting. Yeah, I liked liked a lot of what we heard from Kyle uh, on, you know, his plans moving forward and what he hopes to bring to WVU. Uh, Just seems like a guy that uh, is looking for the best competition possible and you know, he's doing a great job this summer, so I think he'll do great for the Mountaineers and um, join a talented team that made it far but wants to go farther, and uh, hopefully we hear his name in the draft one day as, uh, you know, either first or second round pick potentially. If he continues to play like he did at Charleston, we're going to hear that name uh, drafted one day. Yeah, and, you know, and something that I've noticed, and i totally blanked about asking him for it asking him about it was after he talked about what is you know what he was going to do at wvu position wise uh he's a natural infielder i believe he also pitched in high school from what i understand but he's been playing left field for the rockers so you know getting used 
to playing in the outfield if that's where WV will need him to play uh, for them, both him individually and the team to be successful. So, I mean, it's I think it's huge for a guy that's that just can be a utility player and can play all the positions. Yeah, it is. Utility players are needed at, at all levels of the game. It makes your game better and makes you a uh, very valued asset to a team's roster. All right, well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll uh, talk a little bit more NBA, and then we'll talk uh, Nationals and Orioles, as well as uh, the AHL Calder Cup Championship uh, uh, ended last night, and uh, familiar name gets the victory and wins the Calder Cup for the 12th time in franchise history, that being the Washington Capitals AHL affiliate. Thursday Bears, Bears, we'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and 210. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games. Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Do you have someone in a nursing home, or are you worried about somebody you love going into a nursing home? The law firm of Daniel Staggers can protect your assets. Call the law firm of Daniel Staggers today at 304-267-3915. The Daniel Staggers law firm does elder care law, estate planning, and special needs trusts for disabled children and family members. Visit the Daniel Staggers law firm for your initial free consultation at 133 East John Street in Martinsburg. The Daniel Staggers law firm, when you need asset protection for you or for a family member. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. And uh, knock on wood that uh, we don't have any more issues the rest of this show when it comes to the internet. We don't need the phone anymore this show. I'm just happy it came back so that Me too. we were able to get the interview and it yes. was able to be on Facebook. So. Yes. Uh, segment sponsored in part by the Mayor's Group of the Mayor Prize Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue or call 304-263-4343. So we 
start to wrap up this edition of the sports mix uh we talked about the celtics trade for Kate chris taps porzingis uh kind of wrapped that up a little with the nba draft tonight the wizards get is it the 35th pick from them yes yeah so the wizards hold four picks in tonight's draft they hold the eighth 35th 42nd and 57th pick people were a little mad that the wizards didn't get any first round picks back for beal or porzingis and they're letting kyle kuzma walk and not get a pick back for him uh but i've read this multitude of times that this is the deepest draft in the nba has seen for a while hopefully i just hope they don't take anthony black why i don't know i just don't think he looks very good but um Who i also wanted to take i have no idea thompson one of the thompson twins but okay. they won't be their their pick so whoever they take is probably gonna suck um uh but i just hope whoever they take is you know ends up playing because johnny davis didn't play until the end of the season and when he did play he didn't play very well um he did score a lot of points but his shooting percentage was not great what about uh cory kispert Corey Kispert's okay. Uh, okay, is it? Wasn't he a first? Yeah, but I think he was the 15th pick, yeah. so it's outside of the lottery. Um, you know, for where they got him and what his role is, uh, he's pretty good at it. You know, he's a shooter, Al Corver-type player, so uh, he is good for what he is. Um, but I just, you know, the Wizards do have a history of drafting guys that don't get playing time in their rookie season, so... Whoever they take, I just hope can actually be good enough to see the court. Uh, Otto Porter didn't play his entire rookie season, pretty much. Well, he's the third I forget pick that in the happened. draft. Yeah, I do forget that that did happen. Uh, we got another opt out last night, a big opt out. Chris Middleton declined his forty million dollar player option with the Bucks. Where does that leave the Bucks right now, Nick? Well, I'm presuming that Middleton is declining this to try to help the team get better because it gives them more money because he's not getting more than $40 million anywhere uh, at this point in his career. Uh, there were some talks that maybe the Bucks would look to trade Chris Middleton uh, because it seems like he's been injury-prone the last few years, kind of declining a little bit, had a good run for the team, but that run seems to be you know, moving past. So maybe he's declining it to take cheaper – longer contract and stay with the bucks and, and try to help them create some cap space to make some moves and get their team back to where they want to be is what I would presume is happening here at Middleton uh, because it doesn't make really sense for him to decline 40 million this season because he's not going to get more than that unless he just wants a long-term deal but I don't know I feel like most players are going to take that 40 million when they're not worth 40 million yeah I agree and it's definitely seeming like it's just going to be that he's doing it so that they have more money to kind of rebuild because the east is going to get tougher everybody expected either them or boston to come out of the east and the heat did and they're continuing to get better philadelphia is still there waiting for their opportunity so you need to do something if you want to be one of those relevant teams in the east yeah, I think that is definitely big. But the NBA draft tonight, and the Wizards, again, as I said, have four picks. We'll break down their picks a little bit tomorrow on the show. It'll be an interesting show. We'll have a half hour with Hedgesville basketball head coach Kelly Church from 1230 to 1 o'clock. Uh, but during the time before that, we'll break that down. Um, 
But uh, let's move on here as the Calder Cup, the AHL's version of the Stanley Cup, concluded last night in Game 7. First ever Calder Cup Finals to go to a Game 7 overtime, and it was won by the Washington Capitals affiliate, the Hershey Bears. Here's the final call from Zach Fish, who you heard a lot this season, or a good bunch, calling games uh, when John Walton took a leave of absence. Here's his call from the Hershey Bears radio network. Right done. Pushes it behind the net. Gets around Evans. Uses his big frame. Hooked up a little bit. Bornstrom fins through him. Henrik Bornstrom centers Vecchioni. Pulled down low. Bouncing around. Bornstrom after it. In front. They score! They score! Mike Vecchioni! The Bears have done it! They are Calder Cup champions! The Hershey Bears for the 12th time in franchise history. It's sweeter by the dozen! That call again, Zach Fish, Hershey Bears Radio Network. They defeat the Coachella Valley Firebirds three to two in overtime in Game Seven after being down two nothing. Twelfth time in franchise history, one of the, or I believe the uh, greatest franchise in AHL history when it comes to number of championships. Uh, but a lot of the players on this team have played or will play for the Washington Capitals, which is good news for a team that missed the playoffs this year, Colin. Yeah, I've said it time and time again. The team needs to get younger. And with these young AHL guys winning the Calder Cup, hopefully they get called up and make uh, the Capitals a playoff team next year and a contender potentially as well. So congratulations to them. Wasn't sure how last night was going to go because the entire series, it was the home team winning games. So all signs, if that pattern followed was that the Firebirds were going to win last night, and they were up 2 nothing as well. So I'll tell you what. The Bears I, had to come back and win. I did not watch that, but that's I still watched, very impressive. I watched the end of the game. I was like, all right, well, because it was in California. Mm-hmm. So it was already, you know, like 1230, and the Wizards news had just broken, so I'd gone and re-recorded my sports cast, and I was sitting there, and I was like, well, heck, the game's still on. Let me see. Let me just fall asleep watching it. Well, I didn't fall asleep because it was so intense and I'll tell you what, that was a crazy crowd for a minor league championship. Yeah, I think each game was sold out, so that's a great accomplishment to show that maybe hockey is uh, also growing in the uh, United States along with soccer. I'll give you a list of names here of guys that I believe have appeared in games for the Washington Capitals at some point or another this last couple of seasons that were on this team last night. Luke. Lucas Johansson, Shane Gershitz, um, Connor McMichael, uh, Aaron Ness, Joe Snively, Riley Sutter, Hendrick Borstrom, Hendricks LaPierre, uh, just to name a few of those guys on that team that have already appeared. Uh, also, Alexi Protus. Yeah. He was a big, he played a key minutes. But the thing is about the AHL is, I believe, if, they're, if a team knows they're they want to develop their guys they can send them back down if they still have you know the options on their contract and so a lot of these guys played a lot this year in the nhl and they got more experience playing in the calder cup playoffs 
I because, agree. I mean, this year we know the Capitals were often injured. You know, Nick Backstrom, Tom Wilson didn't play a bunch of the season. So a lot of those young guys started the season on the roster. And I think this is huge for the Capitals when it comes to the future. We mentioned them getting younger. I think that you know if you take a lot of these guys on this team, uh, Alexi Protus was on the was on the team for the final game of the season. Um, you know, there's just he was on the roster for the Caps' final game of the season. Um, you know, I, th- I think that the Caps, obviously, we talk about them not getting any younger. I think if you can bring some of these guys up and they have the potential to actually field a roster, winning a championship at any level is huge. And for the Capitals to do so, I think, in their minor league level just shows that uh, there's a future for this team. Maybe, but they have 12 AHL championships and one Stanley Cup championship, that, so they don't equal Stanley Cup championships. Okay. <laughs> Nick's always got to be the other side of this, right? Yeah, I mean, got to bring some other perspective. The only uh, hockey game I've ever been to was a Hershey Bears game. Well, that makes sense because you're from right up there. Kind of. I mean, it's like in the area. Hour and a half, I think. In the region. In the region. How about that? All right. Well, the O's, we watched them lose yesterday, Colin. Yeah, it just wasn't the uh, best start for wells and the offense uh didn't help him either and he didn't help himself at times too but still splitting with the rays is a uh i guess good thing because they're the best team in baseball the o's are right behind them now you get another day off then you go seattle and the red hot reds so hopefully they can uh win both series of those to stay hot and keep pace a little bit with tampa yeah, the Nationals, they were able to get a win yesterday in their five-game losing skid, 3 nothing shutout of the Cardinals. They salvaged one game in that series. C.J. Abrams goes three for three with the go-ahead solo shot in the fifth inning. Uh, the Nationals, they are getting ready to play right now. We'll actually join the game or the progress here after the conclusion of the show. They play the Diamondbacks at 105 in a postponed game from June 8th. Um, maybe put some momentum in there today. This was supposed to be a scheduled off day for the team at the beginning of the month. It'll be Jake Irvin on the mound for the Nats, and uh, hopefully they can get another win in the win column before they travel out to San Diego uh, for a weekend series with the Padres, where it'll be Corbin Gray and Gore set to go against the Padres this weekend. Uh, it'll be an interesting three-game set with the Padres. The Pod, we you know talking about the Padres there underachieving they are yeah they haven't been it's been a weird nl west i mean the arizona diamondbacks are winning it so definitely not your uh typical projections it's one of the better divisions typically in baseball uh but you know everybody's kind of down this year except for the d-backs they're playing really well but the dodgers are a little bit down compared to what you expect um, obviously, the Padres are struggling. The Giants aren't having a great year. In the Ooh, what are you Rockies talking about? Bad. They're on a 10-game win streak. Yeah, but it's not. they started off kind of bad. They I did, but 10-game win streak, and they're two and a half back of the Diamondbacks now. <laughs> Looking at the overall picture, Colin. 10 games above 500. Well, where they were at the beginning of the season. All right, well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports the last Mix. last time I looked at the standings. 
Thanks to Kyle West for hopping on with us today. If you missed that interview or you want to watch it again, go on WRNR TV on YouTube here in the next hour or listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Again, shout out Kyle West for coming on the show today. Uh, for Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzlini, I'm Spencer Priest saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll take you into Washington Nationals baseball next on Talk Radio WRNR.